Slick drop boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone grab for the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bring in the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place. Or get smacked down, play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome back, Boot to the Face, Chris Rucker and EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. Can you hear me, EJ? Hey, you loud and clear. Okay, for some reason, I wasn't coming through on the uh, on the little joint right here, but it is what it is. We'll see what happens when the recording comes out. How the hell you been, EJ? Man, I've been doing well, man. It feels like forever since we've been on here. Yeah, it does. A lot of shit's gone down in the world of professional wrestling, including Raw and SmackDown drafting. Uh, a new world title was created because nobody can beat Roman. So that's happening. You got WWE Backlash coming out. Bad Bunny is wrestling. A lot of shit going on. A lot of shit to talk about. I know, right? A lot going on in the wonderful world of wrestling. And you got uh, NBA playoffs going on right now. Yeah, my Knicks gave one away the other night or the other day on Sunday. It was like, so I was finishing my move on Sunday, like cleaning up the house that we uh, sold. And when I left, the Knicks were up by like 11, I think. I was like, oh, they're about to run away with this shit. But just like NBA basketball, like it, it, the game's never fucking over. Um, they were up by 11. I think they lost by what, like eight or nine, like a 20 something point swing. Um, so hopefully they can tie it up tonight because basketball is fun for me when the Knicks are good. So the farther they go into the playoffs, the longer I'll watch. And the playoffs are like three months long. So who are you cheering for in the playoffs, EJ? Who's your team? Growing up. A Bulls fan, so I guess they're still my team, just like you grew up watching the Knicks. But, you know, they got eliminated in the play-in round, so I got no hat in the race, so to speak. But as long as the Warriors don't win, then I'm good. You said the Warriors don't win? Yeah. What you got against the Warriors? I just don't like them. I used to live in the Bay Area before I moved to Missouri. They got uh, Fairweather fans. If they're doing well, then... Yay, but once they're doing bad, they don't show up. Same with their Niners. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, moving, I, one, I got to get rid of this fucking echo that I got in here. And two, all of my shit just, like, reset just by moving a computer, which makes no sense to me. So, like, I tried to type in the chat just now, and it told me that I have to sign up and subscribe but I'm already fucking, like, logged in. So I don't understand that. Um, but it is what it is. It's just 
behind the scenes shit. So if y'all see me looking freaked out and this fucked up camera view I got, like I gotta change all this shit. I wasn't ready, EJ. <laughs> man, I hate moving, man. It's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, especially when you didn't plan on moving again for a long time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is a pain in the ass. Like everything involved in moving sucks. The packing, the unpacking, the fucking refurnishing of stuff. The It's just all fucking a headache. Like I've been doing it for almost a week now. And I mean, I think I'm finally like almost done. I got a dining room table set coming tomorrow and I got to put my son's bed together still. And after that, like, I think I'm done. Went Costco shopping yesterday. That's a whole fucking thing. Oh, man. That could be a gift and a curse going to Costco because you end up buying things that you really don't need. It ain't necessarily that you don't need them. You just don't need that many of them. (laughs) You know, like I needed steak. I didn't need fucking four six pound steaks, though. So I had to cut them up. What's the point of going to a Costco, though, if you're not buying in bulk? Feel like you could go yeah, to Walmart I, and get the same prices. I mean, so, like the equivalent of buying less. I don't know. It's just the vibe of Costco. I like. I feel. <laughs> I feel exquisite when I go into Costco. Like, you know, I pay to be here. I'm. I'm part of the fucking. I'm part of the crew. When I go to Costco, um, I spent a shitload of money there, but I shouldn't have to buy any meat or fucking frozen vegetables or milk or fucking anything like that because I got so much of all this. Almost $300 at Costco. Yeah, but it'll last you for a while. Let's hope. Because I might not have any money left after this move. You know what Costco has uh, that's really good? If you go in the meat section, they have like the meat that's already seasoned and stuff and you just got to pop it in the oven. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. I mean, I, I was probably there, but Costco's overwhelming if you... uh if you haven't been many times, it's just like, it's just so much shit everywhere. And like, I bought two pair of joggers that I didn't need because they were like $13. They're comfortable as shit though. But yeah, they say uh, clothes from Costco's on the rise. I don't know if I could quite make that leap yet though. I mean, it's not like I'm going out fucking on a date with them on, you know what I mean? These are like wear around the house joggers. They're comfortable as hell. You can never have enough joggers, I feel. I feel like if I see a pair of joggers that I like, I'm going to buy them. Like, I have different kinds. of. I got lay around the house joggers. I got, you can go check the mail in these joggers or go to Walmart joggers. And I got joggers that I'd like wear somewhere. I think I wore a pair of joggers to a Royal Rumble when we went. Yeah. Yeah, joggers are fine, but not you. But I heard people, I think it was on Covino, talking about buying jeans from Costco. Oh, no. I don't think I'm quite there yet. They don't even have a fucking... Uh, Dressing room at Costco. Like, where you you go in the little fucking frozen meat department when nobody's in there and try your pants on? Like, or you just buy pants? I don't know. You're you're a smaller guy, EJ. You just buy pants without trying them on. I do not, unless they're like basketball shorts. But you know, as the younger kids say, if you know, you know. I guess you go in there, Costco on a mission, knowing that you're gonna buy these size jeans if you're gonna buy jeans from Costco. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if you want to hear about, I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about my move tomorrow on 80 proof. I do have a story about uh, the junk removal guys that we hired to, to come out and throw all the shit away that we didn't. It, it was weird. Like the County we live in doesn't have a, a dump, but it's got like a recycle place. It's got a garbage place. It's got a furniture place, 
but it doesn't have like an all-in-one place. And the one place that we thought it was, I went there and they looked at my address and they were like, you're not inside the city. You can't dump here. And I was like, I don't even have that much, man. Like, I live down the road. He's like, sorry, you can't dump here. It's against the law. Turned me around. So we had to pay motherfuckers to come and haul off all the fucking shit that we were throwing away. But And, and that's a whole fucking story. Um, I got a couple of stories, actually, tomorrow night for Aiden Prude. So tune into that if you want to hear some what ways did Rucker get fucked over in this move. <laughs> um. Yeah, we don't. I don't even know if my area has a junkyard. Uh, the one, the way that you're describing it, just a place we got, like you, you get a truck full of like shit that you don't want, like furniture or big boxes or you know a fucking toilet bowl. If you change the toilet out, like that kind of shit, you can just go throw it in the dump. Usually, if it's like a couch or something, you put it on the side of the road or <laughs> take it to Goodwill or Goodwill, one of those donation places. Like the only place I've seen a big landfill like that is where my parents live at, and that's because the trash people don't come to certain pla- parts of town, yeah. so they gotta take it to the landfill. Yeah, yeah, we got plenty of landfills out here, but it just in the county and the city that I lived in apparently didn't have one, and. The one that they did have, I didn't live inside the city limits, so that was fun. Um, whatever. Let's let's talk some wrestling, EJ. We got let's a lot it. of shit going on. We got a new world heavyweight championship, not a world heavyweight champion. Uh, we got free agents. We got drafts. How do you like the draft as a whole? Like how WWE does? It? I think it's been a couple years. Nah, it's necessary, but. The way they do it is kind of lame. And they don't abide by the rules after a few months. So what's the point of doing it if you're not going to abide by your own rules? I feel like this this past time they did for a while up until right around WrestleMania time. I think the Usos and Roman, when they were un, when they were like undisputed champs, they were going back and forth. And then right around WrestleMania, everybody started doing it. So it feels like they didn't. But I feel like they, they kind of stuck by it this time. Longer than they have in previous years. Did they though? Yeah, Sammy and KO going back and forth. Usos yeah, showing you. up the Raw every Monday. Usos were champs. Roman showing up the Raw. Solo showing up the Raw Mondays. Who? Solo. I mean, he was with the Bloodline though. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think they did it correctly most of the time, but towards the end around WrestleMania. You know, all bets were off, and it just seemed like everybody was doing what they wanted to. But I think the last, like, two months or so, they were doing it like that. But before that, you know, like, Liv Morgan wasn't just popping up on Raw. Was it uh, the Judgment Day they were popping up on SmackDown? Yeah, towards WrestleMania season when they were feuding with Rey Mysterio. I feel like they've had, like, New Day randomly pop up. On the other show, New Day had been. You might be right there. That's what I'm saying. It it seems like that because the last couple months it's just been like a free for all. So it seems like man, they've been doing this shit forever. But I really don't think they have. Now, if I'm wrong, I, you know, my bad. But to me, it feels like right around WrestleMania time is when they started like jumbling everything together. I'm all for the draft as long as they stick to it and. They definitely need it. It's been two years since the last one they've done. Yeah. 2021, I think. So it was time to refresh and shake the rosters up. 
I'm digging it. I just don't like the um I don't like the predictability of it. Like it's well known now that WWE likes to keep their couples together, right? So like when Becky got drafted to Raw, you knew Seth was going to Raw. When fucking Raquel got drafted to to wherever she got drafted to, you know Braun was going with her. You know fucking Samantha Irvin's not even a wrestler, but now she's the Raw ring announcer because Ricochet went to Raw. Like, that's going to be kind of awkward, too. I, I, saw, uh, I saw a thing with on Twitter that was like, Ricochet got drafted to a brand, and now his fiance and his ex-girlfriend are on the same brand. It's like, come on. Everybody's not that immature, are they? I saw that, too. Uh, Bianca and Montez. I mean, hey, whatever. Keep the couples together, but don't make it so predictable. I'm intrigued by uh, SmackDown, though. Like, it seems like they're really heel heavy. Really? I didn't get a chance to pull up the final rosters because when I got home, I just aimed straight to set things up. Do you have that in front of you? I can pull it up now. Because I know they got LA Knight. Uh, they got Grayson Waller. They got Roman in the bloodline. Like, SmackDown's really heel heavy. Uh, LA Knight, though. I don't know if you can keep him heel for much longer. Here we go. I'll read down the results right now. Raw, Cody Rhodes, Becky Lynch, Imperium. That'll be it'll be good to see Gunther and, and Cody go at it again. Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, Indy Hartwell, Apollo Crews, Candice LeRae, Sonya Deville, Chelsea Green, Dexter Loomis, J.D. McDonough, Maximum Male Models, Natalia, The Viking Raiders, Zoe Stark, Rhea Ripley, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, The Judgment Day, Liv Morgan, Raquel, The New Day coming to Raw, Trish, why did Trish get drafted? She's part-time. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Braun, Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Alpha Academy, Caden and Katana, Akira Tozawa, Dana Brooke, Emma. Wow, Emma's there. Uh, Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Sanga. I didn't know they were a group still. Johnny Gargano. Nobody cares. Angel and Humberto. Nikki Cross, Odyssey Jones, Piper Nevin, Riddick Moss, Tegan Knox, and Zaya, Zaya Leon Raw. Nice. Women's division is looking very young on Raw, like young and up and they're not very top heavy. They got Ronda, they got Trish if you can count her, Becky and Rhea. But other than that, like all the women on Raw are kind of like I don't want to say mid carders, but like middle of the road, right? That's the chance to kind of build them up. And you said, why did they draft Trish? Because she's part time. Why? Why did they draft Roman? He's part time. Yeah, he's a world champion. Trish retired. Edge. She's in the fucking Hall of Fame. Like she ain't even supposed to be wrestling. <laughs> Edge, Edge got drafted too. Um, Brock didn't get drafted. How do you do feel it. about the free agent rule? I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm not really feeling that. I'm not feeling the fact there's an NXT Women's Tag Title match tonight, and both teams got drafted to Raw and SmackDown. So what the fuck is the point of the match? I kind of like it though, because now you don't know who's gonna win. Yeah, but that's just one match, and then you got to fucking hold up the titles or something like that unless they're going to let them go back to NXT and defend them every month. I think we have to tune in. What if they swerve us like at the beginning of the match or at the end of the match? Then you just had Indy Hartwell win the NXT women's title. 
and she's injured. And now she's she injured. Drafted. She hurt her ankle in that title match mm. last week. Excuse me, I'm gassy. Shit, sorry. I don't know how injured she is, but she's injured. Um, so you just basically took the all the women's champions off of NXT. <laughs> so like, we're gonna have two new tournaments basically. Uh, here's SmackDown, the Bloodline. Bianca, the Street Profits, Edge, Bobby Lashley. I'm digging. Sign me up for Lashley versus Roman right now. Uh, the OC, Damage Control, Alba Fire, Isla Dawn, Hit Row, Lacey Evans. She's still there. Austin Theory on SmackDown now. Charlotte Flair, the Usos, the LWO, Asuka. Okay. Uh, the Brawling Brutes, Karrion and Scarlett, LA Knight. I was hoping he went to Raw. Shotzi, Pretty Deadly, Rick Boogs, Cameron Grimes. Wow. Tamina and Grayson Waller. Um, free agents are Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Von Wagner, Omos, and MVP were not selected in night one. Brock Lesnar negotiated. He's in uh, free agent. Superstars not included in the draft pool at all, such as Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss, and Logan Paul. Uh, the new rosters are set to take effect on the May, F- May 8th episode of Raw right after Backlash in Puerto Rico. So that's your that's your results for the Raw uh, or the Raw for WWE draft. I'm kind of intrigued f- by the NXT people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, how do you feel about the women's roster? I feel like they just. Flip flopped on shows and it's the same rivals rivalries that could be continued. Like you put Bianca and Oscar on the show, they just finished having a WrestleMania match. Yeah. Uh, damage control with Bianca, that lasted all of the second half of last year. I don't think they're gonna last too much longer though. I think they're breaking up. But still, I mean, you're not gonna bury Bailey, are you? No, I'm just saying damage control will be a thing of the past eventually. Um, we'll talk about it later. I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if EO won on Saturday night. That'd be a good way to shake things up. Uh, but so then on the Raw side of things, you got Rhea. Who's she gonna face? Ronda is ice cold right now. Even though I like Ronda, I never understood the drafting of champions. Right, like you drafted, um, Bianca to SmackDown. On Friday. So then, if I'm SmackDown, my first pick on Monday is I'm going to draft Rhea Ripley too. Like, put all the fucking belts on SmackDown. I want both women's champions. But instead, you give them a chance to say, okay, you can have a women's champ now. But now, are they going to swap the belts again and it counts as another title win? Because when Becky and Charlotte had to change the belts over, it actually counted as a fucking title reign for them. Becky went to a, like a five-time Raw or two-time Raw champion. And Charlotte went to like a 13-time SmackDown champion. So it's like, why not just name the women's title the fucking Universal Women's Champion and the World Women's Champion just like the fucking men's title? That's what they need to do. They need to just rename the title. But uh, to your other point, but didn't Raw have the first pick, though? So, And they picked Rhea with the first pick. So Did SmackDown didn't even have a chance to yeah. SmackDown didn't have a chance to snatch her up. But I get your point, though. And then they do, like, only certain people are eligible on each night. Like, why? 
I have no clue. I don't even have a rebuttal for that. And I think their coverage is like, I don't know. I think it should just be one show, right? Like, it should just be one Monday Night Raw, no matches, or one SmackDown. Don't put matches on there. Fucking let the people get drafted. Like, uh, interview the people. Like, yeah, I'm coming to Raw. Have their little video package put together, just like a like the NFL or NBA draft. You know, when you get drafted. They show all your highlights and your fucking measurables. And yeah, down at the NXT Performance Center, when he was in NXT, these were his fucking vertical jumps and shit like that. Show something different. Like, if you're going to make it a draft, make it as real as you can. Yeah. They don't really put a lot of stock into it. They just have it. But I did like this year that they had the special guest presentators at the draft. Have a fucking... uh... Have a little thing at the bottom, like SmackDown's first pick, Roman Reigns, Raw first pick, you know, Becky went scrolling at the bottom so we can fucking keep up with it. Um, And then on Raw, you know, you could have the little scroll at the bottom, like these are the free agents. This is the free agent pool. Like it could have been so much shit they could have did that would have entertained me a little bit more, but. I'm not a fan of the brand spread in general. But I felt like they needed it because you have it. Since you have it, you might as well refreshen it up. But I always felt that they should combine the belts, which they did. But now they created this new Fugazi belt, have the women's champions combined, the tag team champions combined, and then uh, uh, have this no roster brand split. But I don't trust that they would uh, rely on certain wrestlers every single week. If you did it right and... You could utilize your whole roster and rotate them out on the Raw and SmackDown, not have the same people on one show, but I don't trust that they would be able to do that. I'm confused as to, you just brought up the titles. So does Roman keep both titles still? Or are they going to give him a new title and now he's the undisputed universal champion? But technically he is disputed because there's a world champion over here now. So there's a world champion. Do they pick up the lineage of the big gold belt and wherever that left off? Or is this a completely new title now with its own lineage and history like the Universal Championship that didn't have shit? And now it's like the top title in W. Like, how does all this shit work? How do you just, you know, and Triple H, this cocksucker, you know, he was gifted the world title when Eric Bischoff debuted it back in the day. That was one of his title wins. He just came out and Eric Bischoff said, here you go, you're the champ. It's convoluted as fuck. I don't understand why they introduced I understand why they're introducing it, but it's unnecessary. We didn't even get to talk about it because we took that last week off. Aesthetically, I don't mind it. A lot of people don't like the belt. I think you said you didn't like the how it looks. I don't mind how it looks. I, I just think it's, think it's pointless. Already. What's that? I think it's growing on me already. Like, I don't love it, but I don't hate it as much as I did when I first saw it. I I just don't see the point of it. It's a consolation prize. I know, I know I'm not the first person that said that, but, and then the lineage, we don't, it's convoluted as well. We don't know if it's a new world title, if it's the big gold belt being separated again, uh, what's going on with Roman's belts. Because he's the universal champion, which he has been a thousand days. I think that with the WWE title, he only has that for 
uh, was his yeah. last WrestleMania. Yeah. So where does the lineage with that belt that's been around for 60 years? They haven't flushed any of that out or explained that to us. I don't think they know. Yeah, it's basically three championships right now. Are they going to combine Roman's one and carry on the WWE lineage, which means does that stop his thousand day run? I don't understand. Like you said, I don't think they know. I think what, what may end up happening is he may just fucking relinquish the, they might retire the WWE world title, but I don't see them doing that either. Cause that's, that's their title. Like the title has been around since they've been a fucking company. So maybe he retires the universal championship. But then, like you said, does his thousand-day reign go away? Or because he's the undisputed universal champion, does his reign just continue? Like, how do you write that in the record book? I don't even think they give a fuck. Like, it's pro wrestling. They can write whatever they want, I guess. And then you got to build up this new title if they don't carry on the world heavyweight title lineage and give that credibility. And who do you even make your first champion once this tournament is over? Well, my pick was going to be Austin Theory, but he's on SmackDown now. Um, but I can tell you who's not going to be. Cody? Not going to be Cody. Good. He, do, he doesn't need to win it. Yes, yeah, That'll get over Cody. like a fart in church if he wins it. Um, You know what they should do? What's that? It shouldn't be a main eventer. I'm looking at the list of people here. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to give it credibility out of the gate, though. I mean, you're going to have a tournament, right? So if somebody wins a tournament, that's credible if they beat good people. Why fucking... The obvious name is jumping out is Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have mind Bobby winning it, but he's on SmackDown. Yeah, I'm thinking fucking Finn Balor. I wouldn't mind that because he won the Universal Scrap and he only got one day with it before he got injured. I got one even better. What's Dominic that? Mysterio. Ooh. I mean, he's got the most heat in all professional wrestling right now. Heat? on yeah, Boy. You talk about somebody getting booed out of the fucking bit. If Dominic, if they have like a a fucking five way championship match and Dominic wins, mm. Mm. I think they should do that. Actually, yeah, first champion Dominic Mysterio. That's who. I, that's who I'm picking. One <sighs> one A Dominic, one B Seth. That's my pick for the world title. He's got so much heat right now. They don't even give him the what chance. That's that how you know even, you cooking. Couldn't even talk last night, EJ. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, Gunter, he's credible, even though he's the IC champion. Yeah, I guess he's you got, could make Gunter the, the first world champion. That wouldn't be awful. Um, but I'm leaning towards Dominic, man. Hey, if you want to really shock the system. That'd be the route to go. Or fucking uh, Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. He looked good the other uh, night against Gunther. If you, I don't know. This turn is about to start in a couple of weeks, isn't it? 
he won King of the Ring. This is pretty much the King of the Ring tournament. It's taking the place of it. I wouldn't mind Xavier Woods getting it if you build up the story of, you know, him being the only New Day member not to win the title. I don't think they go that route, though. He won King of the Ring. Man, I wish Bobby. Bobby would have been the perfect guy to win it. He's on the other show. Yeah, I'm hoping Bobby comes out and just calls out Roman on Friday. Out the gate? Yeah, just fucking, I'm on SmackDown now. What's up, Roman? Remember I beat you fair and square a couple years ago? A lot of people don't remember that. Bobby and Roman had a fucking feud. Bobby was... I think Bobby Lashley was the last person to pin Roman fair. Uh, maybe no, Corbin. No, Corbin didn't pin him fair and square. He he beat him, but it wasn't like straight up. But Lashley beat him straight up when Roman was a face, and they were feuding, and Roman was calling him Bob or whatever the hell he was calling him. And fucking Lashley hit him with a spear. It was that like uh, Great Balls of Fire or some shit like that? I think uh, one of them little whack ass pay per views. And I think either since then, Brock beat him straight up at WrestleMania or Bobby might be the last person to beat Roman fair and square was that one. But in recent history, Bobby's the only person besides Brock and Seth that I know that have beaten Roman just like fair and square. I kind of unintentionally forget about the pre-hurt day, hurt business days of Lashley. Yeah. I remember yeah, they had him with gimmicks. Lana or something. And then uh, you had Leo Rush. Like, those days seem so far away. <laughs> well, he's coming out like flexing his ass muscles. Yeah. He come out with like sunglasses on and a headband. <laughs> yeah. He's coming out were... cucking Rusev. Yeah. I think we should just leave those memories in the past because some of those storylines were not good. At all. Um, but yeah, if I have fucking... Isn't the Hurt Business on SmackDown, too? The rest of them? Or they're, no, they're free I, agents. I think all of them are free agents. I was yeah. just about to mention that. So I would like to see something culminate in Survivor Series if they do end up putting uh, Lashley in a story with Roman. I wouldn't mind the Hurt Business versus the Bloodline feud. Like, going along with the Bloodline, like, imploding and having Shelton and Cedric fuck with the Usos and Omos and Solo could do their thing. Roman and Lashley. And then you got MVP and, and Paul Heyman on the mic and like trying to work out backstage shit. Like who could be the sneakiest to get their group over. Like But I feel like I feel like that's too convoluted because the bloodline storyline is already like at a crescendo now. Like I feel like the bloodline storyline is kind of cooling off, actually. Um They're gonna have to do something to get that back up. And I think the reason for that is Sammy and KO now that they're champs, like, I don't really give a fuck anymore. And the crowd is kind of not giving a fuck either. What do you always say, EJ? Baby faces are always better during the chase. Exactly. I'm not wrong, am I? But yeah, um... I don't know what they're doing with the bloodline storyline. What do you feel like is the hottest story going on right now within WWE? In WWE, I mean, honestly, probably Cody and Brock. Yeah, I guess. I feel like 
uh, Judgment Day, Bad Bunny, and Ray. It's just as hot as that. Uh. Yeah, that's that's pretty up there. I feel like Lita, Lita, Trish, and Becky would be good, but Becky's fucking nowhere to be found. Yeah. I wonder if she's really mad. I wonder what she got to be mad about. Vince being back. I mean, yeah, but Vince also was the one that fucking had her main event winning <laughs> WrestleMania. Probably reluctantly. Probably thought he was going to get something out of it afterwards. Yeah. And I mean, she also had a fucking, she didn't lose for like three years, even though she took, you know, 11 months off when she had her baby. But she still didn't lose when she came back and didn't lose after she won the Royal Rumble that year. Like, Vince was in charge of all of that. But you're right. Like, it could be a a thing where her not being happy that Vince is back. I mean, her absent right when the draft starts is pretty suspicious. So we don't have any reports out there why she left. It's just rumors and speculation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the draft and everything. It, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, it'd be nice if Roman would show up every now and then, you know? Like, he's basically Brock Lesnar and The Rock and everybody else that they all bitched about. Like, the guy won at WrestleMania, showed up the next night on Raw, and we haven't seen the motherfucker since. Hey, they always say, yeah, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Then the same thing happened with Cena. Cena went part-time. Rock went part-time. So, I mean, but that happens like, once you... This is crazy, though, right? Like, he's got both the fucking belts, and he didn't even show up. Hey, that's how they uh, redrew his contract up. They agreed to it, so... And they backed themselves into a corner with all these storylines with and him not being got, present. You got Paul Heyman in the middle of the ring answering the phone acting like Roman Reigns called him. We know that nigga ain't watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that's big cap. <laughs> <laughs> we really think Roman watching Raw live? He probably DVR'd that shit and got watched on the Stairmaster, just the parts that he likes. If that, I can see him <laughs> not even watching it. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't there. I don't give a fuck. Y'all give me the cliff notes of what happened. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is what the draft is for, to do a, a hard reset. On storylines and everything going on in the company. Um, which NXT call-up do you like the best? Grayson Waller. Really? Yeah, that's my guy. I love Grayson Waller. And you know what Grayson Waller does that I really love? He shits on Shawn Michaels. Love it. Hate it. Love it. Shawn Michaels should have whooped his ass at that takeover. Shawn. Okay. I don't, I don't know, man. It's something. It's a me thing. For some reason, a lot of times, I can't connect promo-wise with people with the accents. Okay, Vince. I mean, I'm not xenophobic or anything. <laughs> you sound like Vince McMahon. Well, you know Cesaro Becky, can't get over because Becky, he's, he's Becky's terrific. Becky's terrific. Sheamus is fine. Drew is a hit or miss. Yeah. I, I You know, it's funny. I'm actually, you can't get into it I actually like I like the accents more it like captivates me yeah that's why that's how I became a big fan of Jamie Hayter that's why uh, not why I like Becky Lynch but you know that that added to the charm of it 
um, who else is there? Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Like, I don't know. Something, something about when people have like a foreign accent and it's, it's a combat sport thing. I feel like, oh, they'll fuck us up. Like, I don't, <laughs> they were, they're not from America. Like, <laughs> well, we don't know where these niggas from. Like, they don't tell, <laughs> they don't tell them what they got in their pocket. Uh, Conor McGregor, I love how he talks shit. And like I said, I think Becky kind of stole her persona from him a little bit. Maybe that's why I like her. But my ears aren't trained to tell if they're convincing or not. You know how you can tell, like, Austin Theory sounds robotic on the mic. Yeah. My ears can't grab onto it with a foreign wrestler for some reason. It's a me thing. Like I said, I'm the ignorant one. Yeah, I I like Grayson Waller. I think think he's like a bigger stronger, more athletic version of the Miz with an accent. Mm. Like I could see him being that Miz character. But Grayson Waller, like, if I remember reading this right somewhere, he's like thirty three. Like he's not young. So if they fucking if they're gonna use him, they better do it now. Um but I'm excited about him, like, to see where that goes on SmackDown. Uh to me he's the biggest star coming out of NXT. They left Mello and they left uh, Breaker. They left Gigi Dolan and uh, uh, Roxy. Like to me, they left all the bigger stars in NXT besides Grayson Waller. I think he's, I think he's gonna be a star. Time will tell. I actually like Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Like it's about the time they got put on the main roster. And I like that in combination with the Aladon and uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Alba Fire. Fire. Because now they're actually starting to build up an actual women's tag division. Yeah, so I like those two picks. You're right. I just feel like Chance and Carter are just so small. I mean, that means they could do the flippy dippy shit. Yeah, but how long is that going to last? As long as they want to last. Yeah, I mean, if they if they leave the women's tag teams together and don't split them up like they tend to do with the women, I think you're right. Like, bring up Kiana and fucking uh, what's the other girl's name? Uh, Kiana and uh, the girl, the country girl. I can't remember her name. Was told the one I told you I liked the other day, and now I can't remember her fucking name. Um, I know you're talking about now. Courtney. She looks like a Courtney. They probably ain't her name, but we're going to call her Courtney. From here on out, <laughs> from this moment forward, Kiana J's partner is going to be called Courtney. Yeah. Courtney Blossom. I know you're talking about now. That's her name. Courtney Blossom. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they left them down there. I guess they still got more story to tell with those two. Yeah, they are still in that storyline where uh, they're kind of they're kind of beefing now, right? Mm-hmm. And she turned him, uh, the other guy, all corporate. I mean, he got that boy whip. Yeah. It's a lot of movies I want to quote, but this is boot <laughs> to the face, so I'll keep it. I'll keep it clean. <laughs> we all been there where it's fire. You do whatever she says. What Red Fox saying Harlem Nights. You know, it's a mean pussy making motherfucker change guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic movie. Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll uh we'll talk WWE backlash and any AEW stuff if we got any. 
We'll be right back here on Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. I'm cooking a hot pot, fucking on your bitch, yeah, thigh, thigh. Cooking up dope in the crock pot. We came from nothing to something, bro. I don't trust nobody, get the uh. All of the gang and they come for ya. My bitch is bad and bougie. Cooking up dope with dozy. My head is a savage, ruthless. We got 30s and 100 rounds too. To my bitch is bad and bougie. Cooking up dope with dozy. My head is a savage, ruthless. We got 30s and 100 rounds too. Will he well? Rackets on rackets, got backings on backings, I'm riding around in the coupe. I take your bitch right from you, bitch I'm a dog. Beat the whole walls loose, then hop in the frog. I tell that bitch it can come for me, swear all these hitters is under me. They hating the devil, keep jumping me. Big rolls on me, keep me company. Hey, the moves, pull up and ghost. My diamonds a choker, holding the fire with no holster. Wreck the roll, the diamonds cold. It's a rollie, not a mule, the Dabbing on them like the usual Magic with the brick through voodoo Courtside with a bad bitch Then I've seen that bitch in Uber Young rich plus some bougie Tryna make my life a movie Raindrops, drop top Smoking on cooking a hot box Fucking on your bitch, she a thot thot Cooking up dope in the crock pot We came from nothing to Sunday, bruh I don't trust nobody, grip the uh Call up the gang and they come for ya Come here, baby, give you a My bitch is bad and bougie Whipping up dope with the Uzi My head is a savage, ruthless We got 30s and 100 rounds too My bitch is bad and bougie Cooking up dope with the Uzi My head is a savage, ruthless We got 30s and 100 rounds too Don't know nobody, oh nobody Always on the job, I got no hobbies Got my city fucking with me, cause I'm homegrown Vibing out more than my phone, though Leave me alone, me on my own, though I cut that bitch off like a net My daddy achieved genetics Heard your new shit is pathetic And your contract should be shredded Took my dogs on a cuff, chipping up public housing I kept the G at 1,000 Click start, started like the Paramount Mountain Last night took an hour, but tonight I bounce back Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back You ain't getting checks Yeah, 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 Last night took an hour Stick my key in your Venetian bag So I can get 
get this thing Welcome back to Boots and Face, Chris Rucker and EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv. We are finally back to talk professional wrestling. We just covered the WWE Draft. Uh, I'm not going to lie, EJ, I've been very busy, so I haven't kept up with AEW. But I did see the one thing that was better than the Battle of the Belts, EJ. What's that? Battle of the Boobies. Anna J took on friend of the show, Ashley Danbois. If you haven't seen this match, you should go watch it. I did see it. It was a pretty solid match. Shout out to Ashley, a friend that blew to the face. It's been on the show. Question: Did you uh, did you watch any Ashley matches before uh, she got on Boot to the Face? I didn't get a chance to check out uh, her previous matches. So now that you actually, I, I did, I did, I did. I saw she was on uh, Dark. So now that you've seen, uh, or now that you've kind of gotten familiar with her, how you feel about her wrestling? She's she's definitely solid in the ring. I'd like to see her get some more mic time, but you know how many people AEW have employed, so I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she gets that chance off the rip. I'm hoping they actually, you know, develop her, you know, have her move up the ranks. And with this uh, alleged show that's about to pop up on Saturday, that'll definitely give her time to have more TV time. I saw Jay Cargill popping off with uh, Soraya earlier, and I'm I'm hoping something comes of that because I feel like their women's division could be so much better than it is. And they have all these quote-unquote stars that are women, but they're not having them go against each other. I feel like the outcast storyline, kind of it's not getting convoluted, but it's kind of dragging out a little bit longer than it should be. And Jamie Hayter's kind of falling in the background you know, as far as the uh, rivalry goes. I don't know if we talked about this. They had a match with Jamie Hayter and Britt versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. And Soraya hit Britt Baker in the head with the world title. And then Tony Storm immediately fucking hit the Storm Zero pile driver on her. And Britt kicked out. And then like 45 seconds later, she's hitting the fucking Canadian Destroyer. And then Jamie Hayter... Uh, Storyline-wise, gets hurt and basically gets taken out of the match. Now, Britt Baker just got a belt shot to the head and a finish hit on her, and she was still able to beat three women, basically, because Soraya was cheating by herself and made Ruby Soho tap out. Ever since then, to me, that storyline is dead. Like, they won. The You tapped out to one person. Now, they came out at the end of the night and, like, jumped her, when Adam Cole was all hand wasn't even handcuffed, the fucking handcuff broke. But when Adam Cole was handcuffed, so I guess they continued the storyline or whatever. But to me, the storyline's over. Like she won. I didn't like that handcuff thing, even if it broke. It, it's because it was a little bit cheesy for my liking. Um, you know what'll put the storyline back on track for me? I don't even know if I have to say it. I already talked about it before. Yeah. No guesses. No. <laughs> <laughs> we t- we talked about this plenty of times. 
They need to do blood and guts. I mean, why though? They, they tapped out in a regular fucking match. Because they decided to keep dragging the storyline right along, so might as well end it with blood and guts. I do feel like Jamie Hayter's taking a back seat as the world champion, but I also feel like every women's world champion has taken the back seat when they get the title. Like the build to them getting the title is phenomenal, and then they get it, and Tony's like, "All right, let me push everybody else." I don't think my face champions apply with them though, because hmm, I'm trying to think who's the best champion as far as momentum goes. Probably I want to say, what's that? It was probably Sheeta. Yeah, I want to say it's probably Sheeta. Rip Breaker wasn't bad at the beginning. I feel like the beginning was when I lost fucking all care about Britt. Like, I was with her. Like, I, we went to fucking Orlando and watched her, I mean, Jacksonville and watched her win the world title and then got drunk with her parents at the bar. Like, I was all on the Britt Baker bandwagon. And then it was like that first time she came out with the title, I was just like, ew. I like the concept of the outcast, but I don't think their roster is deep enough where you could separate these. I mean, put these three together. Now they don't they can't have matches with each other and have storylines with each other. And now you got three wrestlers on one side tied up with this storyline, and then you got uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, they can't face each other right now because they're dealing with this. And then the other, was it? Uh, uh, Willow, she's tied up in it a little bit as well. And I think you just got to end this storyline. I feel like Ruby Soho's miscast in this. I don't like her being in the outcast. Um, honestly, they could have left it with Soraya and Tony, or they could have even put Athena in it. She would have been better, I think, in this group. Mm. I'm surprised uh, they haven't brought her in yet. Well, I mean, she's the ROH Women's Champion. Yeah, Claudio's the ROH Champion, and he's running rough shot with the B- BBC. That's your blood. Oh, BCC, team. my bad. BBC. That's a different <laughs> he's running show. Running shot with the BBC. That's going. That's to a run. different show. If we had a TikTok, <laughs> that'd be on it. <laughs> All of the a sudden, BCC. White woman viewership just went up all across the globe right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I feel like that's what the. uh, That's what the blood and guts match is going to be, the BCC versus the elite. Sign me up for that twice a week. I think that's probably the best storyline they got going on right now. Yeah, I'm digging the. uh, (laughs) <laughs> Lucy Marisa's BBC and B2TF. <laughs> I'm digging the uh I'm digging the BCC versus the Elite. Like again, we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like to me, Kenny Omega is the most interesting person in this feud. And I don't like Kenny Omega. I've never thought he was interesting. But he caught a promo like a couple weeks ago where he was like serious. I was like, oh, Omega got that gear? Because I just thought he was a fucking dork. I mean, I still do. And he is. Yeah, he is dorky. But, yeah, if you make me start caring about Kenny Omega, you're doing something right. One storyline I was feeling, and it kind of fell off the wagon, is the four pillars. I had high hopes for it. But it's convoluted now. 
they let these uh, other ones besides MJF get too much mic time. And the crowd's kind of not feeling it. And Darby's actually not bad on the mic, but I don't know. Leave that up to WWE for the 15-minute talking segments at the beginning. You could have talking segments at the beginning, but keep them short. Keep them short and sweet. All I can tell you is get ready for Sting to win the world title at Wembley. I mean, I don't think it, it's happening. It'd be a pleasant surprise. But I don't think it's happening. Um, Or he, I shouldn't say win the world title, but face MJF at Wembley. Uh, let's let's talk AEW for a second. I'm, I'm sorry. Let's talk AEW all in since we're on AEW. Um, first day ticket sales. Apparently, they've sold over 35,000 seats for Wembley Stadium. First day, they sold 35K. If they sell 5,000 more and get to 40,000, or if they don't sell another seat, EJ, do you consider this a success? Mm. I mean, kinda, but optically, it probably won't look like a success. Because if you sell 40,000 seats, that's double of what you would have sold if you were in a regular arena. So that's a win for them. But optically, I think you got to get to like 60 to make it look like it's packed. I, I just, I, I, I half disagree with you. I think. It is a success. Like just off the jump, thirty-five thousand tickets is a lot. Chances are, between now and then, they'll sell at least fifteen more, and that's fifty thousand, right? But if they stay at thirty-five thousand, there's. I mean, we were at SummerSlam. The fucking uh, SummerSlam stadium wasn't completely full. They had half that shit roped off. But when you watch it on TV, you never fucking know that. Yeah, that's SummerSlam now. You know that's their second biggest pay per view. WrestleMania. What I'm, is, what I'm saying is they only sold out half of the stadium in Nashville. But when you looked at it on TV, you would have never known that. But us being there, the other side of the ring was literally everything was roped off. Everything was on one half. But the way they shot it made it seem like they had the whole fucking stadium packed, and they didn't. So I think there's a way to make it look like that. Now, wrestling fans are wrestling fans. They're gonna, if they want to shit on it, they will. And if they want to praise AEW, they will. I think if you sell 60,000 and you get that stadium two thirds of the way full and you shoot like to see that stadium, that fucking packed, I think I, I'm hoping they get, I'm hoping they get 70,000 people in there. I really do. I think that'd be cool as shit for a company not named WWE to get 70 some odd thousand people in the stadium, even if they had to go to fucking England to do it. Cause I don't think they could do it here. Not right now. They couldn't do it here. I hope they get to at least 60 and then everything else is icing on the cake. 70 would be amazing. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd love to fucking like watch a pay-per-view that feels WrestleMania ish. And it's not WrestleMania. And it's not WWE. Like, I don't want to see them go to Saudi Arabia or uh, Cardiff where they were. Like, WWE can do this shit. I want somebody else to do it. And AEW is the closest thing that we got to it. So I'm fuck- I'm pulling for them. I hope they fucking do it. I hope it's not a stupid fucking card either. 
Are they even going to show it on pay-per-view? I haven't even heard any word. If what I heard was they're going to show that one on uh, HBO Max, and then mm. All Out's going to be on pay-per-view. That makes sense to jump kick this uh, new Max streaming service. Now, I since they're doing that, Max. are they going to put their whole library on Max? I don't know. I'm still mad that All In, the first one, isn't on Blu-ray. Or it doesn't mm, have it. some kind of like behind the scenes like lead up to it because that's like one of the coolest things that ever happened in wrestling and i know they have the footage like there's no as much as cody and the bucks went around filming shit back then you don't think they got footage of like shit leading up to it they have to have as far as they're watching the actual event though i guess the only way to watch it is honor club right yeah but AEW owns fucking roh make a fucking blu-ray already do people still watch blu-rays I mean, they don't have a streaming service. How else would you do it? Just got to wait till they get that deal. There's no way to watch past Dynamites either. Yeah, I watch Blu-rays. I got a whole fucking collection of <laughs> WWE DVDs I just moved that I was going to throw away. And at the last minute, I was like, told the, the junk guys, like, never mind, leave those. Well, we were born in the 80s. You think kids in the 2000s and born in the 90s still watch Blu-rays like that? Huh? I just bought my daughter a fucking Harry Potter collection. Like the whole fucking collection the other day. She loved it. Yeah, they watch it. I don't even have a Blu-ray player outside my PlayStation. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't either, but I have a PlayStation. So, <laughs> so that's how we do I mean, It's a dying format. But I, I understand. They, sh- they should have some type of footage showing uh, leading up to All In. The Bucks, they, weren't they at All In? I still haven't watched All In. Weren't the Bucks at All In? All In was fucking phenomenal. Really? I haven't watched it yet. So, so on the top of my the head. Bucks feel, my bad. Was, I was about to say, the Bucks film everything they do, so you know they have to have behind-the-scenes footage of that. It was Nick Aldis and Cody for the NWA title. Mm-hmm. Omega wrestled Pentagon, which I had never seen him before. So that was cool to see him in real life. And then... uh after the match, the lights went out, and when they came back, Jericho was dressed like Pentagon and attacked Omega. So that was pretty dope. Um, Tessa Blanchard versus Chelsea Green versus Madison Rain versus... Who was the other lady in that match? Fuck, I can't remember who the fourth woman was. Oh, duh, Britt Baker. Um, that was a match. Uh, who did the Bucks wrestle? They were in a... Uh, a six man tag I, I believe and they got rushed because Marty Scurll versus uh, Okada maybe Marty Scurll wrestled somebody and it was like 45 minutes and people were pissed off because they were about to run out of time Rey Mysterio was there like it was a lot of cool shit happened at All In maybe that'll be something I watched this weekend I saw a tweet earlier. It said, if you watched All In, you would have thought that Tessa Blanchard, Nick Aldis, Marty Skrull, and they had one other person on there. You would have thought these would be the biggest fucking names in wrestling now. And they all just fell off the... Nick Aldis is still doing his thing, but the rest of them kind of, you know, Skrull's got all the allegations against them. Tessa Blanchard might be racist. Um, now, 
I was about to say, fuck those two. But yeah, Aldis, I don't know. I think he just caught the raw deal of being stuck Sticking between a rock and a NWA. hard place. Stick being loyal to the NWA and not fucking leaving when he could have. Um, yeah, pretty much. I'd like to ask him about that. You think we should get Nick Aldis on the show if we could? Hey, let's do it. I'm all for it. Um, Who else was there? There was another match that was... Oh, there was a battle royal, like Jordan Grace fucking threw Bully Ray out, I think, or some shit. Like, or she body slammed Bully Ray. This is when she first got on the scene. Um, Road Warrior Animal showed up on the fucking motorcycle because we were in Chicago. Uh, there was something else that happened. Oh, MJF wrestled. That was the first time I'd ever seen MJF in real life. And the crazy thing about All In was StarCast was there, so like, all the wrestlers just walking around and walk by MJF. And I was like, what a little twerp. Like, I thought he was just annoying, which I still kind of do. Um, but yeah, all in, all in was dope. I'd, I'd recommend you watch. I kind of want to watch it now. Make the Man. Blu-ray, Tony. <laughs> you got a better memory than me. I don't even remember what happened at SummerSlam. I think when you're there. Oh, you're talking about the SummerSlam you went to? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because I drank a lot at these events and I was pretty fucking drunk at All In. I was pretty fucking drunk at Summer. I was pretty fucking drunk at the Royal Rumble. Man, uh, I can't disagree with that sentiment. <laughs> so it is kind of funny that I. And a lot of these things I don't go back and watch again if I go to it. I don't know why. I always think to, but it's just like it's very time consuming. Um. Let's predict WWE Backlash, EJ. All right, let's get it. WWE Backlash coming to you this Saturday from Puerto Rico, hosted by Bad Bunny, international superstar, um, and probably the best celebrity wrestler WWE's ever had. Mm. I want to debate you, but I can't think of any off the top of my head, so let's go with Bad Bunny. I mean, you got Logan Paul. Logan Paul's pretty good. Yeah, but he signed with the company. As far as celebrities, I'm talking about like one-offs and someone of Bad Bunny status. He's wrestled like five or six times now. Yeah, but he's not signed like Logan Paul is. Snooki. <laughs> I wasn't even watching at the time, but I heard her match was trash. I was watching because it was the fucking WrestleMania in Atlanta. That's how shit that WrestleMania was. I read a fun fact about that the other day. It says it's the only WrestleMania not to have a title change. Huh. Edge kept the title against Alberto Del Rio. Miz kept the title against Cena. I don't know who the women's title match was because Snooki and... Uh, Johnny Nitro fought Trish and oh no Snooki and whoever her partner was no Snooki teamed with Trish I think right and fought Lay Cool and Dolph Ziggler you were there weren't you yeah The Rock did his thing Michael Cole beat Jerry Lawler Daniel uh, what? what that was a Wrestlemania match yeah oh my goodness This must have been the start of 
Vince McMahon's dementia. <laughs> I don't know. You might be right. There probably wasn't any uh, title changes then. Saw that on Twitter or something randomly. I'm going to have to go look that up now. Uh, let's get into WWE Backlash. Again, this Saturday from Puerto Rico on Peacock. Uh, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. EJ, who you got? Man, I think this is going to be a fun one. They're going to pull out all the tricks. Um, give me Bad Bunny. They can't let him lose in his home uh, country. Or is it is Puerto Rico country? My geography might be messed up. But they can't let him lose in his home city or town <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so I think it's going to be fun, though. They're going to be all over the arena with it. And but I don't know. It is WWE. WWE doesn't give a fuck when it comes to people winning in their home city. Nah, Bad Bunny's winning this. Think? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Bad Bunny. Uh, you got Seth Rollins versus Omos. Like this is weird. Why? Like why is this match being created? It doesn't make any sense. Has when when has Seth interacted with Omos or MVP? Yeah, it's I don't know either. And my thing is Omos has to win, right? Because he lost to Lashley at WrestleMania. He lost to uh Braun Strowman, the match they had, and then he just lost to Lesnar. Like, when does Omos win? Not on not at Backlash. <laughs> I don't see a way Seth beats him. You say you don't see a way? No. Seth is losing. He's gonna stomp in his stomp him in his head. How's he gonna get him down? They'll find a way. I don't see I how you make Seth lose going into this world heavyweight uh, title tournament. It'll give him a little bit of an edge. Give him something to fucking fight from behind on. I see Edge winning, not Edge, Seth winning by disqualification. Give me Seth. I got Omos. SmackDown Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley defending against the Puerto Rican legend herself, Zelina Vega, representing the LWO. Um, Yes. You talk about WWE fucking people over in their home place. Zelina's going to get her ass kicked in this match. Yeah. Give me Rhea by Knockout. decapitation. <laughs> <laughs> give me Rhea by death. <laughs> <laughs> the Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. Um, I'll go ahead and make my pick. I think this will be the title change of the night. Give me Bianca. I don't see it happening at Backlash. It's got to be on a bigger stage. It doesn't have to be on a bigger stage. It'd be nice if they had a surprise for us, but I see her carrying the belt all the way until SummerSlam. Bianca's kind of got that Roman problem right now. Like, who, who do they have built up that can beat her? Nobody. She already beat Bailey. Ten times already. Yeah, she beat Becky. Where's Baker Charlotte at? And ugh, stop. <laughs> I hate to say it, but stop. 
You might be seeing the queen Charlotte get crowned again. Does her fucking bodybuilding competition, gets like 17th place, and just walks back out on SmackDown and beats Bianca in like three minutes. I'll turn his fucking desk over. Hey, you just spoke it into the universe. That's going to happen. I'll have to go to one of those rooms where you pay to like wear goggles and they give you a sledgehammer to just break shit. <laughs> one of those chaos rooms. <laughs> Or go to the gun range. That might happen, though. She's the only viable opponent. Have they faced each other yet? No. Charlotte's the last one that Rhea's got. Rhea. That Bianca has to beat at the four horsewomen. She said she wanted that to be her goal where she beat all the four horsewomen. Charlotte's the last one. I think that happens at SummerSlam. But I don't know if it'll turn out how everybody wants it to. Charlotte might be getting that. How, what is it? That 15 now or something ridiculous? <laughs> I hate you, Ethan. But yeah, give me Bianca. <laughs> United States Championship. Actually, there's going to be two title changes, I think. Austin Theory versus Lashley versus Bronson Reed. Isn't Bronson Reed on Raw? Yeah, so he's not winning it. Well, it sucks, though, because Bronson Reed and Lashley were like in the middle of starting a feud. Yeah. Huh? That's not happening now. What if they swerve us though? What if Bronson wins it, takes the belt over to Raw, or they have to move him to SmackDown mm. because Raw has the Intercontinental Title? I think Bobby doesn't need it because, like you said, I think they might move him to Roman. So it comes down to Bronson and Austin Theory, I think. I and I like, hate Theory. I feel like Lashley winning it. And defending it, not necessarily weekly, but multiple times on SmackDown, a couple pay-per-views, that'll give him the that'll give him the reason to go to Roman and be like, I'm the real champion on SmackDown. Oh. This one's hard to pick. Who you got? I got Lashley. Give me theory. It's no disqualification, so he probably cheats. EJ picked his favorite wrestler, Austin Theory. You know, it pained me to do that pick, but it's got to go with my gut. Austin Theory is better than LA Knight. Let's move on after that comment. I'm just saying, everybody talks about how over LA Knight is, but like, why is he over? Austin Theory is better than he is. Austin Theory's better in the ring. Um, they both like they both got the look. Austin Theory's gear is better. Gear? Who pays attention to gear? And LA Knight is probably Mattel? the best talker in the whole company. Does. Mattel pays attention to gear. You want an action figure? That's who you need to talk to. LA Knight is probably the best on the mic in the whole company. I said really it. Not though. He's overrated on the mic. I'm sorry. Okay, he says yeah a lot. He says let me talk to you. But after that, he's just like a wannabe rock. You let that opinion uh, slip into your conscience. I liked him when he was Eli Drake back in Impact. I thought he'd be in the company a lot sooner, to be honest. They were like, we already got a rock. Now that the rock is gone, they finally let him come in. There's a reason they're not pushing the guy. Kind of like they didn't push Cesaro like everybody thought. Kind of like they didn't push fucking Rusev like everybody thought or Dolph Ziggler 
or all these guys that everybody said was going to be the next big thing, and they didn't do shit in WWE, really, besides win a couple championships and leave. Now look at Cesaro. Cesaro is as compelling as watching paint dry on the mic. I think LA Knight is going to get himself over on the mic. That's his only chance. If not, he may be dead in the water. He's not but the youngest we'll guy in the world. He's not. We'll see. If it doesn't happen this year, it's not going to happen at all. I like LA Knight. I'm just sick of everybody being like, LA Knight's so over. Why? He is. Because he, because he I said, don't know why. Yeah, and everybody changed, yeah. That's just like chanting what? I don't know why he's over. The fans just gravitate toward him. He was getting chance throughout his whole match. Not yeah, the yeah chance, the LA night chance. And then he loses. He he just he beat uh, Butch. Oh my Did you God. not watch Spectre? Wow. Beat Butch. He does lose a lot. Shoot That's him to the saying. top, man. He beat Butch, everybody. Top of the card him not, this guy. Him not being on WrestleMania tells me what I need to know about how they feel about him. Obviously, well, they, they don't have faith in him. WrestleMania either, though. That's because that's Bray Wyatt's fault, though. Yeah, fuck um, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so, we'll see. What time will tell. This is a big year for him. If it doesn't happen for him this year, it's not going to happen at all. I'm cheering for the guy. I know I just, like, shit on him completely, but I, I like LA Knight. Um, I think I think he's got a good look. I think his personality is really good. I think his moveset's okay, but I don't know. I just. He's better than Austin Theory, I'll tell you that. Now stop that. That's not true at all. Don't do that. Austin Theory, he's not even getting going away heat right now. Yeah, because people like him. Why would they want him to go away? He's not getting chairs. He's a heel. He's not supposed to get chairs. He's not getting booed. But he is. Oh. When he gets dominated, Dominic Mysterio he, heat, but then again, nobody's getting that. Not even MJF. I haven't really even seen Austin Theory out in front of the people. I feel like they're protecting him right now. Yeah, because they're gonna make him a baby face. <laughs> if once he gets over as a baby face, I'll take back everything I said about him. You will rue the day, EJ, that you shit on Austin Theory on this podcast. Hey, I call it how I see it. He doesn't pass the eye test or the air test for me right now. He's just a guy. What about Sami Zayn? Does he pass the eye test to you? Because him and his buddy Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle are taking on the bloodline. I think they win the match, but now that, like we talked about earlier, now that they have the belt, they're not as hot as they were at uh, Elimination Chamber. But, I think yeah, lose. I think they win, and that's going to further the storyline of the bloodline uh, crumbling in front of our eyes. I got the bloodline winning, and this gets uh, the Usos another shot at the tag titles, and they eventually they get them back. They just lost. Yeah, now they're going to win this match and be like, see, we beat you. Give us another shot. I don't think it's going to go down like that. We would have beat you if Matt Riddle wouldn't have ran out there fucking with our brother. Distracting us. I think something's gonna happen with Solo, and he's been being directed to be. I don't know. It's weird. They got Solo doing all the bidding. He's basically Roman's eyes and ears right now. 
And you can tell by his facial expression, something's about to happen with the Usos. I'm I here liked, for it. Uh, I did like Jay confronting Solo and Paul Heyman last night. I I think what's going to happen is Jay's going to turn on Roman. And everybody thinks that Solo's going to help. And Solo is going to be doing Jay's bidding the whole time. Jay's going to be the new leader of the bloodline. That's how they should do it. and Which is why, I don't know, it's weird how they did the titles with Roman still having both of them. So what happens if he loses? Does that make Jay the undisputed, universal? I don't know. I feel like Jay is should kick Roman out, and then like a year from now, Roman should be getting jumped by somebody like repeatedly, and they come out and reform the bloodline, but like a better version of it. Like a more wholesome Man. version, you know. Talk talking about bringing them together, they haven't even broken up yet. <laughs> no, but I, you know how you know how shit like that goes. Like yeah. a year or so apart, and then they kind of renew their 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 kinship, and it's more of a a wholesome version of the bloodline without fucking emotionally abusive Roman. Yeah, if they wanted to do the babyface route, that'd be a good way to do it. The Bloodline merch would sell like hotcakes if they were baby faces. I mean, it's selling like crazy down at their heels. Imagine if they were faces. Who beats Roman now, though? Doesn't mean as much now that they did this new world title. I hate it. I disagree with that. I've I, I heard a lot of people say that. Why does it not mean as much? You're still beating Roman Reigns. Just because there's a new world title doesn't mean shit. Like, you're still beating the guy that hasn't lost in over a thousand days. What was the purpose of even unifying the belts then? Triple H sucks. <laughs> My point exactly. No, but I mean, I, I, I feel like people that, that say it waters down the product and all that, I think you're wrong because if Cody would have won, they still would be making this world title. So then would it mean less if Cody would have won like I, I don't get everybody's like this world title was going to be created either way because one person was going to have both belts and one person wasn't going to be able to defend twice a night like you're still not going to have a Raw world champion or a Smackdown world champion one or the other so they were still going to create this belt so just because Roman won and Cody didn't I think people are kind of overreacting and being like see if Roman wouldn't have won they were still going to do this I don't think Cody should have won, though. I don't think they should have created the belt at all. Just have Roman still be a champion. It's unnecessary. They don't need a champion on Raw. I mean, they're basically saying, none of you motherfuckers can beat Roman. So we're never going to have a champion on Raw. So we're just going to make a Raw belt. Because y'all can't beat the motherfucker. That's basically that's what they said. That's, that's stupid, though. Just keep the belts unified. If, it, if it's not broke, don't fix If it's not broke, don't fix it. People would say it is broke, but WWE tells you that they're more lucrative than ever right now. I, I just don't think they should have created that belt at all. Just have Roman still be the unified champion, have him go on Raw and SmackDown. But what do I know? If they wanted to create that belt, they should have just gave that belt to Roman and told him he doesn't need to carry two of them now. Yeah, exactly. See, now you make my point. Like They didn't need that world title on Raw. In a roundabout way, I think I agree with you. 
I may not agree with your reasoning behind it, but I think I agree with your overall point. And then whoever beats Roman, then you can separate him if you want to. That makes more sense. Now, you, now you're tripping. I mean, <laughs> I, I was with that. Make, now you're just fucking. That would make more sense than just creating a whole new title. Storyline wise, if somebody was like, I don't want to hold this belt up. It goes back to its rightful brand instead of making a whole new belt with a whole new another lineage. Like Daniel Bryan be like, I don't need two belts because my shoulder hurts, so I just need one. You remember that shit? Daniel Bryan hurt his shoulder and he had both belts. So whenever he do the fucking yes thing, it would injure his shoulder even more. Oh yeah, he did win that big gold belt when he had it. Up, yeah, he and won then big just gold a- and the WWE title at WrestleMania. Mm, is that that's, that was his reasoning why I get rid of it? No, he had hurt himself in that match, and then every time he'd do the fucking yes thing, holding the titles up, it would fuck his shoulder up even more, so his title run was trash, really. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, like they say, we just got to see how it plays out. Is that the last match on Backlash, though? You got Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Is that the main event? Yep. Hmm. Give me, give me Cody. Uh, I got Brock. Hmm. How come? I just don't see a world where Cody Rhodes can beat up Brock Lesnar. This is a straight up match. No stipulation. Just a regular match. Hmm. I did like Cody coming out in a cutoff t-shirt, a sleeveless shirt yesterday to attack Brock as opposed to coming out in a fucking suit. He also came out like that when he did a promo two weeks ago. I think we talked about it too. But then he wrestled a match right after, I think. Maybe. You know what? I think I'm switching my pick to Brock because I feel like they're going to continue the storyline. Into Saudi Arabia. Somehow Cody gets knocked out of the tournament. And they like Brock going over there. So give me Brock. I feel like Grayson Waller on Raw costing Cody the tournament win would be great. Definitely be a way to get him heat. Maybe Dominic does that. Wait, is Dominic on SmackDown or Raw? No, he's on Raw. Maybe Dominic fucking, maybe that's how he wins. Dominic fucking, Cody hits the damn crossroads like three times on Seth. Fucking Dominic swoops in and pins him. Mm. I wouldn't be mad at that. I don't think Cody makes it to the final, though. I don't even know how they're doing the tournament. It could just be a fucking six-pack challenge match where, like, they have six qualifying matches and everybody gets in at the end. Ugh. They should do like WrestleMania 4, do a one night tournament. Or like Survivor Series when The Rock turned heel. Yep. Deadly game. Do that. Even though that tournament was kind of trash. Had matches last for like one minute. <laughs> yeah, he, it was less than that. Fucking Big Boss Man <laughs> ran in the ring and Rock rolled his ass up and pinned him. He had a good match against Ken Shamrock. And then I think Mankind had a weird match where 
Somebody tossed a baton or some bullshit. That was the match against Shamrock. Uh, boss man threw the baton and the rock intercepted it and fucking smacked Shamrock in the head with it. Yeah. What a trash tournament, but the storyline was terrific. Yeah. Corporate rock came out of that. The corporate elbow. Man, those are good times right there. I might have to fucking go back and watch all that. I started rewatching it. Right now I'm on like a rest uh right after WrestleMania. Maybe two rounds after WrestleMania. I think I'd have to start it when The Rock got jumped by the nation and became a babyface. Because I remember there being a, a cage match with Rock versus Shamrock versus Mick Foley. And Rock did the fucking double people's elbow at the same time and the crowd lost their shit. Like, that mm. dude was so fucking over. Yeah. I like how they... Built him up, and then they pull the rug from underneath us and turn him heel. <laughs> turn him fucking, turn him right back heel. Less than a year of him being a fucking baby face, they turn him right back heel. I think that, that was, was the most because of Austin, though. Huh? I think that was all because of Austin. Yeah, that was like the most organic face turn I've seen, and probably all the wrestling. Now that I think about it, yeah, he didn't really have a choice. They just started, the fans just started cheering for him all. I remember it vividly. I was like in fifth grade. The fans just started cheering him all of a sudden because he was getting booed out of building that SummerSlam against Triple H at that ladder match. That actually, fucking right there, EJ, right there. That match to me is when the fans decided, we like this motherfucker. Like halfway through that match, they started cheering for The Rock. And I remember the promo he gave the Rob that he was talking about climbing rung by damn rung. They like that <laughs> promo too. Like when he slammed Triple H on top of the ladder and did the people's elbow on top of the ladder, I think that's when everybody was like, that's our fucking guy. He is the people's champ. Good times. Yeah, I started uh, with the SummerSlam where Austin broke his neck and I'm like stuck right after WrestleMania. I, I take breaks. Know, like, I can't just watch all that shit consecutively. I feel like Austin doesn't like Owen Hart. And I feel like Owen Hart's clearly not here to answer the question and nobody ever asked him. But like, what the fuck was he doing? So you don't think Austin likes him even after death? I've heard Austin on podcasts when Owen Hart's name gets brought up and it's kind of like who don't I like? He does it in a roundabout way, are you saying? No, he doesn't say anything, but he kinda but by not saying anything, I think he's saying like, fuck that guy. Mm. I could be wrong. I could be misreading all of it. But to me, like when Owen Hart's name's brought up and people give him all kind of superlatives and Austin just kinda like, yeah. Like I, I hey. think Austin's like Whatever reason Owen Hart had for jumping in the air and dropping me on my fucking head like that, whether it was the rib or because it was like he, he gave him a pile driver, but he had him fucking set up for the tombstone. And now the tombstone, for those of you who don't know, you go down to your knees to make sure you don't have the guy land on his head. A pile driver, you fall down on your ass. He jumped in the air and fell on his ass with Austin's head like five inches below his fucking legs. Like, I don't understand what he was doing. To this day, I don't fucking know. 
Stone Cold's keeping that same energy. If it's fuck you in life, it's fuck you in death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's how he is. I'm saying that's what that's the vibe I get from him. Nah, never I never understood him. why Owen did. He did that even after breaking his neck. He did the pile driver, inverted pile driver, where he had you look set up like a tombstone, but then sat on his ass like a. I don't know that's why he did it. That's a, that's I was a dangerous say, was movie. Was that dude. something that he was doing back then? And it yeah. just went wrong then? Because I don't remember it. That was his in his moveset. And it just went wrong then. But I don't think it should have been in his moveset to begin with. Because that's a okay. dangerous way to do a power driver. Well, then you're debunking my theory or whatever. Because I, I don't remember him doing it. But I didn't watch a lot of Owen Hart matches either. Um, but I just... Fuck. The Heat are just running away with it now. They're about five. Um, I just remember... I remember thinking, like, watching that replay, like, what the fuck were you doing? Like, even then, bef- like, we still kind of, like, looked at wrestling like it was halfway real, right? But even then, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm not a wrestler, so I don't want to talk like I know what I'm talking, like, I know what I'm talking about. But it seems like you could be less protected when holding somebody and sitting in your ass. Because, like you said, he landed straight on his neck. He and jumped. apparently... he. He like huh? jumped in the air and did it. Like if you go watch it, it wasn't a regular fucking like pile driver where you fall backwards. Like he jumped in the air and I don't know. I'm not saying he did it on purpose. I don't fucking know. I'm saying I don't think Stone Cold's happy with the motherfucker about it. From from the time that happened to the time that he died, I don't think Stone Cold. I think Stone Cold had a bunch of Goldberg, Bret Hart fucking feelings towards <laughs> Owen Hart, but I don't think Stone Cold would ever say anything. Um, and I didn't even know Stone Cold didn't even break his neck. Apparently, he had like some type of nerve damage. Yeah, he had the same yeah. thing the Sting had when uh when uh Seth Rollins gave him those buckle bombs. Mm. I was also a side note. Uh, DX may be the reason why indirectly why Owen Hart is not with us today. And I didn't realize he was he was over as a face for a little bit after Brett left. And DX turning face made them pivot in towards Owen going to the nation. So who would have know, who knows what happened if DX would have been healed and Owen would have stayed like as hot as he was? Because I'm going back, I went back and looked at a lot of those rods. Like Owen was getting big chairs. Yeah, but he didn't die when he was in the nation. He died when he was doing that Blue Blazer shit. I know. That led to the breakup of the nation and him teaming with Jared oh. and them, them doing some weird Blue Blazer, bringing back the Blue Blazer for some reason. I hear what you're saying about, like, if things didn't work out, he stayed in this gimmick. But I think just don't have the motherfucker jump from the ceiling if you don't feel yeah. safe. You That's know? what it boils down to. He shouldn't have been jumping from the ceiling. Right. And then Vince clearly didn't give a fuck about him because the show just kept going on when he died. They, I remember Jim Ross being like, Owen Hart has passed away. And now to the main event. Like, what? Did you actually get to watch that live? I had school the next day. I was watching it live, but they didn't show. Uh, They just said, you know, we've had an emergency in the ring, blah, blah, blah. Now, it happened in Kansas City. I didn't live in Kansas City at the time, though. But... I do remember watching it live. 
And I do remember them announcing Odenhard died. And I was just like, that's fucking weird. They're just going to keep wrestling. Like, I was never a big Owen Hart fan. And I'm not going to say, like, I didn't care that the guy died. But it, it didn't hit me like it hit other people. But I thought it was fucking weird that, like, how y'all just going to keep fighting? No, Vince, wish he could have that one back. I remember getting on AOL that morning because I used to look at the results right before school. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's why I remember we were talking about people were all up in arms about Logan Paul doing the, the little wire thing, the little zip line. They're like, that are. wasn't even what, what Owen did, though. Owen did the sting thing where he jumped in the ceiling. Like, what Logan Paul did was like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. People just want to complain. Yeah, people just like reaching for shit. Um, before we get up out of here, EJ, who you got, LA or Golden State? I want LA to win, but I think Golden State is going to win. Seven versus six. Eight versus five with New York and Miami. And Miami looks like they're about to go up 2 nothing the way it's fucking playing out right now. Um, top top seed's been going down like a yeah, and then stripper. Yeah. The <laughs> you got two versus three with Boston and Philly. And then the number one seed in the West is eliminated too, right? Because, excuse me. Uh, The number two seed was, I think, Memphis and LABM. No, who's the number one seed though? Oh, uh, it's Denver in the West, but uh, in the East, they, uh, the Bucks lost, lost to uh, Miami. Oh, okay. So Denver, Denver's still in it. Joey DeLorme's team. Yep. They might win it all. That's as long as the Warriors don't win. I'm cool with it. Well, AJ, you ready to get up out of here? We had a long fucking show, man. It's been an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, man. Shout man, out to everybody. Had to make up a little chat. bit for last week. Um, shout out to everybody for hanging on while we missed the show. It shouldn't, shouldn't have any more shows missed anytime soon. Like, I'm... I'm here. I'm ready to go. Unless EJ's got fucking trivia to get to. Your, uh... Yeah, trivia in like two years somehow <laughs> still brought up in conversation. <laughs> I, there's a bar uh, actually where I live now. There's several bars like I live on a main road almost like the, the mall for this city is like two minutes from my house. There's a bar called Hudson Grill. They were doing trivia the other night when I went there. And that's probably where I'm going to be watching football this season. Because I'm not paying fucking $400 for YouTube TV. So how does that work? Are they not doing it off the NFL app? The NFL Sunday ticket app anymore? They are NFL Sunday ticket. It's just on YouTube TV. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. They so, just sold the rights to YouTube TV instead of Direct TV now. So instead of being... So, because you know how on the Sunday Ticket app you could buy individual plan if you don't have Direct TV. Yeah, is that how it's gonna keep working? Like, if you don't do it on YouTube, can you just still get it directly off the app? I imagine. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you're gonna have to pay the price or whatever it is. Like, yeah. Honestly, I'm just gonna go to fucking IPTV and buy a three month subscription and watch local Dallas Fox Sports. I, I usually get a Sunday ticket every year, but I only use it like once last season. All the other Dallas games were on local TV. Huh. 
In Missouri? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. So it was almost that's pointless. Probably how, honestly, that's probably how I stayed a big Cowboys fan when I lived in Kansas City was the Cowboys games were always on there. Yeah, so go figure. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got, EJ. You got anything you want to say before we get up out of here? Yeah, thanks for all the listeners out there for supporting us. Like Rucker said, we'll be we're back now. Um, all the MMA fans, uh, check out Haymaker on Thursday and Sunday for this week's pay per view. And that's all I got. For EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face, the We Bike episode. Tune in next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll push that to the face. With a tombstone rapper, the waist get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go. The cage match, it's on now. When I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James.